Welcome back everyone to episode three of Athlete Matter Chatter. This week I am joined by my father who I have decided to have on board basically because he has a lot of experience in the motocross industry and this subject this week is going to be discussing how will those in poverty be able to compete in FIM World Supercross. So lately we have seen the FIM introduce a new series which is going to be Supercross. For those of you watching who don't understand the difference between Supercross and motocross, uh, basically motocross is on outdoor tracks and supercross is normally ridden on indoor tracks. Um, so anyway, welcome to the podcast, Father. Uh, his name is Brett Smith, so happy to have you along. Thanks very much, Spencer. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so let's just start this off then by talking a little bit about your riding career itself. Yeah, it's going back a few years ago now. Mind, it's a long time since I've rode a bike, but yeah, I, I my father was a very... A good standard motocross rider, um, rode at British Championship level when he was younger and um, had a lot of sponsorship and got his bikes for free. And then the good old adage of injury, which comes to mo- most motocross riders. My my father got injured, I think, when he was about age 28 after he'd been riding for 12 years. Um, and basically then I was, I was a three-year-old when he packed in his motocross career. And then he obviously put all his interests in me. Um, to sort of try and coach me and bring me on as a rider from the age of three. And I started racing autos at the age of, I think, four and a half. I rode my first uh, first motorbike. Um, that I wasn't racing until I was five on a, on a Yamaha 50cc automatic. So, yeah, I started from a very young age riding. Um, started riding at, riding at the age of, racing at the age of five, um, but sort of got more and more competitive as I sort of went sort of through the ages and through the different sort of um, riding from a 50cc to a 60 to a 80, then to a 100cc. Um, but unfortunately, my, my career too was cut short by injury when I had to pack it all in at the age of 13 because um, I was getting faster each year and getting to ride at British Championship Standard. Although my racing career at British Championship standard, you know, I'd be finishing, you know, down in 20th, mid-20s. Um, but when I was racing up north, I was, you know, quite often finishing top three. You know, I was a, quite a good standard of rider when I was up north. But when we come south, it always seemed um, the lads were quicker down south. So I'm, I'm a Yorkshire lad originally. I used to do a lot of my riding up north. Um and then go British Championship level. I'd have to travel quite far to to um, to race, basically. So it'd be you know four or five hours in the car with the family um, to go away and race for the weekend. So pretty much a whole weekend away. And yeah, it was coming south. The lads that were riding in in the south just seemed to have better access to tracks and just seemed to be quicker than us. Um, but yeah, it was it was a bit of a shame, really, at the age of. 13 when my career, career was cut short by a couple of really bad head injuries. Yeah, so you obviously mentioned the coming, you know, down south, racing lads who had much more access to tracks. Um, obviously, this today is about, you know, how poverty can cause such a, you know, difficulty for people who want to actually make it in motocross. Um, and I'm actually quite concerned about the FIM now talking about Supercross coming in instead of, you know, the UK government focusing on the motocross tracks. Um, how does that make you feel? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest, it's quite ironic that you talk about Supercross because that was my my last race um, that, that I rode when I was 13 
was at a Supercross outdoor. You know, so you do have outdoor Supercross tracks. Basically, Supercross and motocross, Supercross is a lot more bigger jumps, a lot more quads, trebles, and the, and it's a more gnarly track. Whoops were unheard of back in back in the day in 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 the UK, but out in the states they invented this thing called motor, uh, Supercross, and it's a real really gnarly tracks. Lots of big jumps, lots of you know really sketchy, a uh, lot of injuries in Supercross because it's such a difficult. Um, track to ride so technical you know whereas outdoors um you know it's a lot more sort of low me you know still big jumps but you know more time to 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 correct your mistakes um so yeah supercross was my last race where i had a really nasty crash um and which brought my career to to a close unfortunately um but you know as i said coming down south i had to travel you know back in the day you know, back in the 80s when I was racing, you know, supercross tracks were unheard of in the UK, you know, and um, yeah, there's a lot more sort of access to that sort of tracks here in the UK, but they're not as readily available as your motocross tracks. So it'd be interesting to see where it goes, really. It's not something that I can say it'll be a success or not, because I don't know myself in the UK what supercross tracks are actually available for the lads to ride. Um, There's, you know, there's a lot more access to outdoor you know, big, you know, outdoor circuits. But in terms of Supercross, I'm I'm not so sure. Yeah, so obviously, you know, we know that there's a lot of outdoor MX tracks. Um, but if we like look at, you know, the valleys, for instance, we see a lot of, we see a lot of riders then, you know, off-road actually not going to tracks because like you've mentioned there, if you're from up north or from somewhere that maybe doesn't have as much money as, you know, then people in the Midlands, then it's, it's a lot of money to get to a track. You know, you've got to pay the petrol. It's a lot of money to pay the track day. You know, these days you're talking 20, 25 pounds for a track day. Um, to even enter a race these days, you're looking you're looking at 30 pound entry. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that, you know, introducing another, another thing like Supercross where, again, it gives those in poverty limitations. Um, I don't think it's the right thing to do. But I just want to kind of rack your brain then on... How do you think that, you know, how do you think UK move forward? If if you're putting money now into Supercross, surely they need to be plowing this money into motocross tracks. Let's focus on that, get more motocross tracks um, so that the lads actually aren't off-road riding and getting caught by the police doing what they love. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I would agree. It's, uh, you know, the whole thing about, you know, you watch the news or, well, you watch... You know, certainly across, you know, um, YouTube and things, you know, a lot of these police camera um, programs that you watch on, on the TV as you sort of, you know, documentary series type thing, you know, show these young lads, you know, that are in these sort of inner cities, even, you know, out in the out in the rural areas, you know, they haven't really got access to any money. Um, you know, whether they're stealing bikes, you know, motocross bikes, whether they're stealing them or they're, they're getting them cheap, you know, from you know, the underworld lives that they live in and, you know, they're sort of, you know, wheeling around the town on the back wheel and there's big gangs of them. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, I said, you know, I sort of uh, stereotype the north-south thing, but, you know, that is, there is still a north-south divide. There's definitely more money in the south across the board, generally. Um, but, you know, these young lads that don't really have much of a, well, they're in, yeah, poverty-stricken, you know, taking the wrong, um, taking the wrong decisions in life, you know, that are, it's difficult to sort of because access to motocross 
tracks, you know, like Spencer just sort of alluded to, you know, you, you're looking at probably 100 quid for a day out, you know, um, by the time you've got your petrol, you, you know, you've hired, you know, you've paid for your practice day, um, you know, 100 quid for a day out at the least, to be honest with you, then, then you've got to get there. You know, and so the access for these young lads, you know, having to have a van or a car with a trailer, you know, they haven't got these things. So, you know, they're just going motocross, unfortunately, whether it's motocross or supercross, you know, it's it's quite an expensive sport. And that had a big part to play in, you know, my career as, as a youth riding. You know, there was a lot of lads that went on to bigger and better things, you know, but their, their parents were millionaires at the time, you know, um, and it's still the case today. You know, motocross is a, a sport that, you know, bikes, five or six grand for a bike, then you've got your season of racing, you know, I probably suppose you wouldn't get much change out of 20 grand for a season motocross racing. Then you need your motorhomes and, you know, your, your, your pressure washers and all the facilities you need in the pits to be able to maintain your bike, new parts. So I'm probably, um, you know, that, that's, that's probably very underestimated in terms of 20 grand for a season. You know, it, it was tires and everything else, you know, so, so the, the, going back to the sort of point of the question, you know, supercross, well, you know, the, the, the motocross thing is the issue in terms of having access that are on the doorstep for tracks, for local tracks. However, um, you know, even if there was local tracks, these lads probably wouldn't be able to afford to ride them because, you know, to, to lay on, you know, a day's practice for motocross, you've got to provide your St. John's ambulance. You've got to have people, it's a, you know, it's a dangerous sport. So you need your paramedics there. You know, it was only not so long ago that there was some stories, um, you know, up in the valleys, you know, unfortunately a young lad lost his life, you know, riding a, a, a track, you know, which was a cheap pay tenner a day to ride at this circuit. And unfortunately, because it was cheap, you know, there was no first aid available on the day of this lad's accident and sadly you know he passed away due to his injuries so you know motocross comes at a you know it's an expensive sport but there has to be things laid down so you know for for people's safety while they're riding but like i say you know for 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 people who are in poverty to access the world of motocross you know i i don't i don't really have much of a, a positive answer in that regard because i think it's very very difficult um due, due to due to the the financial that's and you know due to the finances that are involved in even getting to a local track um and and the costs that come with it and as i say so you know a lot of these lads that are you know on the wrong side of the law etc you know it, it, it's it'd be di- difficult to change that really without making things more accessible in terms of making it I wouldn't say free to ride, but, um, you know, having some incentives. So, you know, the rider goes there and can ride, but then has to do a couple of favours for someone on the back of it. Yeah. And obviously me and you, you know, we've, we've travelled the world watching motocross. Um, so we've been to, you know, the likes of Holland, for instance. Um, and this is what baffles my brain. They're talking about supercross now, yeah? And we haven't got many motocross tracks. So you go to Holland, within every, would you say, two miles, there's there's a motocross track, probably two to three miles, you've got a motocross track. We see loads of, obviously, amazing Dutch talent in motocross. Um, and that's probably the reason why, because they have the accessibility to the tracks. Um, obviously, it's an expensive sport, but... If you have that accessibility, then you, you're going to have much more of a much more of a chance in succeeding. You know, you look at the world champion right now, Jeffrey Hurlins, who's from Holland, and then you compare that to, 
you know, British MX at the minute, our best rider, Ben Watson, is finishing outside the top 10 in the MXGP series each year, another Southern lad. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting to look at, you know, that accessibility, the safety that comes with it. And obviously, if you compare it to, you know, Holland or Germany, again, two, two amazing countries who love the sport of motocross, and the government actually, you know, allow their riders to, to continue and to have much more access to that. So do you think then in, in the UK, do you think that's that's the way forward is to bring about more motocross tracks um, instead of, you know, these lads being off-road? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you mentioned, you know, Holland. Um, y- y- yeah, and, and, you know, Belgium. You know, Holland, Belgium you know, two countries sort of uh, very close together. And, you know, we, we go overseas to watch these guys ride out there. And, yeah, as, you, as you're driving around, you know, you just see that there are there is just so much access to, to motocross tracks. And, and in the States, you know, they're, they're just absolutely ruined with the amount of tracks that are available to go and ride on. So you do get a lot of these lads that are, you know, on the wrong side that come to motocross and they, they sort of buddy up with some people and ride the mate's bike and, you know, then they can start and you never know, they might have some talent and they might be able to take that somewhere. And, you know, in, for example, Belgium and Holland, you know, <laughs> produce a lot of world champions and, you know, one of the best riders, if not the best rider of all time, Stefan Evitz from Belgium, you know, and so a lot of the motocross, um, a lot of the world championship motocross riders actually reside in Belgium because that's where they've got the best tracks to ride at and that's where they can get the best practice. But in the UK, um, you know, for example, we, we live here, you know, in Hereford, you know, the nearest motocross track to us is probably 45, 50 minutes away, which is apex on the M5. Um, and, and yes, you, you go there and there's lads riding around there, but you know, and there's a lot of lads that go and practice, but they've got some money in the bank to be able to come practice there. Um, the whole thing about Supercross, you know, in the, in the FIM World Series, you know, for us, um, it, it, it's, well, for the so Americans have adopted Supercross for years, many years. Like I was watching Supercross back in the eighties in the day, um, and you know we're we're now going to be introducing this Supercross. But the problem is we we've got a long way to go still in motocross. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit sort of, uh, you know, a bit dubious. I, I don't really know what the answer is to that, but in terms of access to motocross tracks for, for lads that are going riding off road, um, you know, I can relate that back to me being, you know, young when I was practicing, I, I practiced illegally, um, on the Yorkshire Moors, which we made some tracks up there and there'd be a few of us that would ride up there. My, me and my dad would make tracks and stuff, but to do that now, you know, totally legal on, on um, you know, MOD property. So, you know, I get the fact that if I was a kid now and I was having to pay to go and practice, our family probably couldn't have afforded to have practiced. So I wouldn't have been riding. So the fact that, you know, it was illegal where I was riding my bike as a, as a youth, you know, I, I can understand why these lads are going off, you know, off, off road onto third party land that they shouldn't be riding on. But you know, I, I get it because, you know, people just haven't got the money to go and pay to ride at these practice tracks. Yeah. So obviously it's quite funny that you talk about um, being on the moors because we've talked about it for years that you used to do that. And that's why you knew. Um, but obviously, let's revert back to the question then. How will those in poverty be able to compete in FIM World Supercross? 
Yeah, well, to be honest with you, it's not the really the, probably the best answer to give, but I really can't see how, you know, going back to where we started the conversation, you know, access for people in poverty, said with all due respect, you know, is pretty much non-existent, really, because motocross is an expensive sport, supercross even more expensive. Um, but obviously, you know, the reason they're doing this uh, is because motocross, supercross, it's a business, it's an industry, you know, it's exposure for the teams. They're going to bring in a new series, which is this Supercross series, um, which no doubt the parents of the riders that will be riding, whether they're younger in IE teens or whether they're older, 30 plus, you know, they will have had support financially from their families, from sponsors from a very young age, generally. And so for people in poverty to be able to access that, I really don't know to be honest, what the answer would be. Um, yeah, clutching at straws a little bit. I don't think there is an answer. Yeah, and that's the way I look at it as well. And that's why I think, you know, from a government's point of view, they have to just focus on motocross and focus on, let's get a bit more accessibility into, you know, the whole of the UK for those who love the sport of motocross. Well, anyway, Brett, thank you uh, very much for coming along today. Um, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the government at the end of it. Obviously, the government have got themselves tied up in lots of other issues uh, that are going on both, you know, um, nationally and internationally on a global scale. So, you know, more access to motocross tracks. Unfortunately, you know, back in my day in the 80s, you know, motocross as a sport was actually televised on the on BBC um, with Murray Walker as the commentator. So you'd have the World Championship Motocross round here. Um, it was basically televised live, but now there's no no, no motocross is seen anywhere on on British television. So yeah, it's, it's sad really that you know sport like motocross and sport in general um, f- for people in you know difficult areas, it is difficult for them to access. So, yeah, thanks for having me on and thanks for all the questions. No worries. Made me laugh there. I called you uh, Brett, but obviously you're my father. But for the people watching, uh, it's been a pleasure to have Brett on today, my dad. And, uh, yeah, great bloke. So I will leave you with what he just said. They, if commentary and broadcasting was just like it was back in the 80s, you know, with motocross back on BBC, would motocross be on the rise again in the UK? One for you all to think about. Anyway, guys, peace out. Love you all and see you all soon.